With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast, a part of the Odyssey Network. I am Brian Rennick. I am joined by the inimitable Al Sacco. Zane Nakvi's on assignment today. But Al, today is Sunday, August 20th. There are exactly three weeks until week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And before we get into the game from last night, I would just like to point out that our friend Nick Bosa is still not signed his extension. And now, and now marks the time where we start to get a little worried. Yeah. And Tom Palacero was on Rich Eisen. I don't know when it was fairly recently, but he said that they continue to talk, meaning the 49ers, Nick Bosa. They have a mutual goal of getting this thing done before the start of the regular season. Well, I fucking hope so. I really (laughs) hope that's that's a mutual goal for everybody to be on the field before the start of the regular season. Then he went on to say his fines are rescindable. There's no reason that he shouldn't be a very, very rich man prior to the start of the season. The question is just how do they get the numbers potentially above Aaron Donald, which is where Bosa is going to want to be, question mark. It's $31 plus million per year. It's a huge chunk of change. Bosa is also a difference maker. A lot of reasons to believe they'll find a way to get things done, but his agent, Brett Aralt, Aralt, so I say the no name, idea. Brian, Brian Aralt, and we'll see exactly where those negotiations go. So that really tells me nothing. Of course, they have a mutual agreement or whatever to try to get this done before the start of the regular season. I, I would hope that they do. But how they get above the numbers for Aaron Donald's contract, you, you just that's what you offer him. You just do offer it. Him yeah. more than Aaron Donald. <laughs> what, what do you mean? So, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's so I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know what the holdup is. And yeah, earlier in the in the preseason it kind of was what it was and it, i didn't think it was a huge deal even though i i thought it was ridiculous that he's not signed i don't know how this isn't done but now you hit the three weeks this is where the point where john lynch said he thought he needed about three weeks and bosa needs to get in here sooner than later i still think it's going to go down to the wire i talk about the lynch comment where he he said urgency and patience the only thing that makes it urgent is week one and why would we have to be patient unless it, it's going to be a little bit so Today is what we're recording this on August 20th, Brian. Yes. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this week. 
maybe the week after. And if and if it's pushing more that that then then yes, it is a real. Right now, I'm concerned. If it's not done this time next week, I'll start to be really concerned. Yeah, and and arguably, I would say that sure, week one is is the deadline. But are you as a fan comfortable with Nick Bosa signing? with days before you know the week one start in pittsburgh and then sending him out week one to to play in that game i'm not right right like if if he's not if he doesn't get at least two weeks of ramp up time like i don't want him playing week one because that to me seems like a recipe for injury disaster so again i'm not sure what the 49ers expected when they went into this negotiation i don't know whether they thought to themselves look we we are adamant that you're not beating aaron donald and if that was their stance i'm not sure why they had that stance and it seems pretty ridiculous to me Mm -hmm. Um, the man is coming off a defensive player of the year award Uh, he's the most important player on your defense, you could argue he's the most important player on your team. Nick Bosa does not need the 49ers. The 49ers need Nick Bosa. And so That's you're right. not going to win that negotiation. You're just not. So I'm not sure what is taking so damn long, but uh, somebody's going to have to to just be the one to step up and be like, okay, what is it that you want? Here it is. You got it. Yeah. Let's get this thing done and move on because again this is a team with super bowl aspirations and those super bowl aspirations in my mind uh completely go out the window if nick bosa a doesn't sign an extension and and continues to hold out or b ends up injured because of this and then you're looking at an absolute nightmare scenario and even if like you said they're not going to throw him out on the field if he signs five days before and plays 70 snaps in week one they're not going to do that. They're going to ease him back into game action, like you said, so he, he doesn't get hurt. And I think yeah. week one in Pittsburgh is going to be a slugfest. I said this on I, the last show. I think that they're going to get – both teams are going to punch each other in the mouth. It's going to be that yeah. kind of game. I You're going to need Nick Bosa. I mean, we've got, uh, well, like I said, three weeks, uh, and there's there will be time for me in these next three weeks to change my mind. But as it stands right now, I think the 49ers lose week one in pittsburgh that's just my stance right now um but yeah and 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 they absolutely i think will if nick bosa is not a a a full-time player during that game Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the niners have started slow almost every year under shanahan it's happened so other than and even in 2019 they didn't play super well as an offense really in the beginning so no they were offensive yeah. So remember that Pittsburgh fun, game where right? Jimmy like, threw what four interceptions, five interceptions? Yeah. And against Tampa, yeah. and like they just, they, they weren't good offensively in the beginning of that season. So it yeah. may take a little while. And, and yeah, you need both out there. And again, people can bury their head in the sand and be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It kind of does at this point. And John Lynch it does. told you that. So it absolutely does. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm not going to go crazy yet. But the fact that we've gotten this far in now and that it doesn't seem like they're close. It's just, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. You know, you got to pay more than Aaron Donald. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, so I, I just absolutely. hope again, I don't think this is going to be a situation where they're going to trade him or he's not going to sign. I don't think that. I just think it could linger. And then that could have lingering effects, whether it's an injury, whether he's not on the field and they lose games, they should win, whatever it is. 
So that that's the problem. I don't think Nick Bosa is going to be in different uniform. I just don't know no. if he's going to be in this uniform. And 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 that's important. Whether again, you know, the fear isn't that we're going to lose Nick Bosa. It's that Nick we're going to lose Nick Bosa to like an injury, mm-hmm. right? I'm not afraid that he's going to another team. Obviously, they're not going to let that happen. But another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The 49ers did play actual football last night, Saturday night. They played the Sean Payton-led Denver Broncos and uh, I'll be perfectly honest it was actually a relatively entertaining game Um, I I don't know what I expected going into that game Uh, you know we weren't sure uh, leading up to the game whether Brock Purdy and the starters would get a series Shanahan kept waffling back and forth they ended up getting one series and then Sam Darnold came in and played until about halfway through the third quarter and then Trey Lance came in uh, but it was a it, it was a close game, and you know there were some positives to take away from it, and some negatives to take away from it, mm-hmm. and and we will get into those. But you know, overall, how did you feel about the game? The biggest thing I'm looking for was was the quarterbacks. I, I know that mm-hmm. that's low hanging fruit, but I really wanted to see how these guys were going to play. One, I wanted to see if how Brock Purdy was going to look in his first action, his first game action since getting hurt in the NFC Championship game. Uh, you just want to see how Sam Darnold is adjusting to this offense. And was Trey Lance going to bounce back from what I thought was a worrisome performance for me? And I, I think it was thumbs up in whatever degree you want to do it for all, for all three of them. You start out with Purdy. I thought he looked sharp. I mean, they weren't asking him to do anything crazy, but I thought he looked sharp yeah. for, what, for what they had him doing. Um, and, <laughs> you know, there's some people I think who don't want to count it as a completion unless it's a 45 yard dime over two people. It's most <laughs> throws in the NFL are short to intermediate. That's what most yeah. throws in the NFL are. And, and I thought Purdy did a good job at that. The throw, I well, there are two plays I liked. Not that he had a huge sample size, but one when he was rolling out to his left, he had Ayuk in the flat and John Jennings on the second level. And he took Jennings on the second level and made a really nice throw to him. I, li- I like that because he just didn't take the easy throw. He said, all right, second level, they get a bigger gain. The other one was second and seven and they were in the red zone and Ayuk was wide open. So it's not like he made like a crazy throw, but I just like that. He recognized it right away. He saw that Ayuk was open, no hesitation. Boom, hit it to my friends down to the two yard line. Now I don't remember if it was first or second down, but the play where Purdy got sacked, could he have thrown the ball away there? Maybe. It looked like Dwelly was open in the corner of the end zone, but he didn't have time to get it there. But maybe he could have thrown the ball away there. Maybe there was some footwork stuff there. But again, that's that's nitpicking, I think, overall, what was a really good performance. And again, mm-hmm. the Niners offense with him, 
it doesn't look clunky, right? It was a pretty right. sharp performance. So I thought that was really good. And if, if you watched it as a Niners fan, if you watch your starting quarterback come out and do that and you're not happy or you have negative things to say, I, I can't help you. You should be happy as a Niners <laughs> fan that they look that way. Um, yeah. Now, Sam Darnold, they played pretty damn good. And I know he didn't have scoring drives, but if you look at the context of that, he made a terrific throw on a play action that was, I don't know, 20 yards of Robert was like a callback for holding, which was a problem in this game, the, the backup offensive line. Yeah. So that got called back. So that ruins a drive. He had another drive where there was like a jailbreak on a third down where he got sacked. And then the interception that bounced off Ronnie Bell's helmet, which was another really good throw. I thought Darnold played well. I thought he made some mm-hmm. good throws. I thought he made some good decisions. He definitely looked capable there to me. I, th- I thought he did a good job. And then there's Lance, who started out slow. There were still some throws I thought that, you know, he, he wasn't he wasn't letting it rip. But as the game went on and he progressed, he did play a lot better. And I thought towards the end, he didn't get a, you know, he didn't get a lot of time. He came in at the end of the third quarter. But towards the end there, the last drive or two in the fourth quarter, I thought he made some really good throws. And Ronnie Bell helped with some run after the catch. But there was some that Lance let rip. And I thought overall it was a bounce back performance for Lance. And, and, and again, another positive. If you look at these three guys. It's all very positive. Now, Brian, I don't know if it matters for Lance at this point. Kyle Shanahan's the only person who can tell us that. But it it was for me after what he went through the week with a really shitty performance, I thought, overall. Slammed. And these guys hear this stuff. He was slammed in media all week. Slammed. It's some some real harsh stuff. He came back. You know, he he didn't throw a great interception, or I'm sorry, he threw a bad interception. I thought, I know it was a tough play for the Broncos to pick that ball off on the screen, but it was a bad pass. He -hmm. almost threw another pick, but there were positives here. There were a lot of good throws that he made, and I thought it was a bounce back performance. And to have that, you know, mental, to be mentally strong that way, to bounce back and keep throwing. And Kyle gave him a lot of throws in this game for coming in at the end of the third quarter. What did he throw 17 times? So Kyle gave him opportunities, not trying to sabotage him. Right. To actually get him opportunities to throw the football because that's what you do as a coach. You're not trying yeah. to sabotage your players by making them, as, as some people would say, actually letting him throw the football. And I thought Lance responded. So overall, I think it's three thumbs up for the 49ers quarterbacks. I thought it was good. Now we just have to see what Kyle Shanahan wants to do from here. I agree. You know, my big takeaway from Purdy's one series was it felt like Kyle Shanahan was was calling that series as a way to just kind of cement Purdy's status as QB1, mm-hmm. right? You know, there were a lot of plays that highlighted essentially what Brock Purdy was good at last year and showed that he still can, you know, can make those plays. He was mm-hmm. decisive. He was uh, able to uh, identify the coverage, like that throw to Ayuk, right? It wasn't anything impressive, but what he was able to do is diagnose the coverage and know that Ayuk was going to be open and just very decisive and, and, and threw it. Uh, he, I thought that he did a little bit better at stepping up in the pocket. You know, that's, I think the biggest concern for Purdy, uh, for me specifically is his ability to step up in the pocket and his propensity to escape left. Right. And we've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at, uh, especially down the stretch last year, that was one of the things where every game you could see multiple times where the pocket collapses and he escapes to the left and it's to the left almost every time obviously that has to change and one of the things that that i know shanahan was asked about specifically uh i believe a week or two ago he was asked about that specifically and and you know he said that what he would like to see is is 
Brock to step up in the pocket. But what's interesting is Brock has said to him in the past, I am not comfortable doing that because of my height. And that again is where, you know, the concern lies, right? Mm. Again, when you talk about Purdy as a, as a franchise quarterback, you know, there haven't been many franchise quarterbacks, his size, right? You're, you're really looking at Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. And, and that's kind of really about it. Yeah. And, and arguably he does not have uh, the athleticism of a Russell Wilson or the arm of a Russell Wilson. And he d- just doesn't still have the, I would say the, the football IQ, the, the foot or uh, let's, I don't, how do I want to say it? The footwork, I guess, of, of Drew Brees. And then yeah, obviously the, the accuracy of Drew Brees. I, I think he could. <laughs> Right, exactly. You know, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. I think he could get there. Um, I think he is an accurate quarterback, and I think that accuracy could increase, again, with uh, an emphasis on footwork, stepping up Mm -hmm. in the pocket, doing those things. But those are the concerns, right? The concerns are are the physical skill set. But you watch him operate that offense for that one drive, and you're like, man, this looks sweet, right? It just just does. It looks smooth. It looks good. Uh, Christian McCaffrey wasn't on the field. uh, And you know, still, still march down the field, the red zone kind of bogged down a little bit, but that's going to happen when you don't have Christian McCaffrey on the field, when or, or George Kittle. you don't have Trent Williams, you don't, you know, but the other thing, and, and, you know, I was kind of thinking about, and, and maybe we can, we can highlight this in, in a little bit, kind of like a stock up, stop da- stock down. Um, that sack was not on Purdy. You know, that sack was on TDP. He absolutely yes. whiffed on his blocking assignment. And, that is uh, a terrifying aspect of TDP's game that is going to keep him on the sideline uh, if he cannot get better at that because he is That was a touchdown. Awful. That was that was a yeah, touchdown. Yeah, it was 100% a touchdown. Open. And yeah. he is awful at pass protection. Just downright awful. And that is that is a cardinal sin in the NFL. So, uh, you know, again, we can talk about that uh, with with Darnold, you know, with Darnold and Lance, I'm going to say this. I I still don't think that Sam Darnold has done enough to say you are QB two against Trey Lance, simply because of Trey's experience in this offense. And obviously, we don't mean playing experience because he has lacked that, but just the amount of time that he spent with the playbook and all of that. You know, Darnold led his first scoring drive this this game, which is great. Uh, he had that touchdown to, um, who was that to? Oh, Coletto, the, the backup fullback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was cool. Cool for Coletto. Uh, a cool opportunity for him. Uh, I believe he's going to be a, a practice squad guy. And, and I think they're looking at him to be a possible juice replacement. Uh, so cool opportunity for him, but, uh, you know, Darnell looked fine. He just looked fine. Um, you know, he made, I think there was one throw where you're like, that's, that's a pretty sweet throw. Um, but you know, nothing that really distinguished himself. And then, and then Lance came in and, you know, I think even more, and you touched on it even more than, than just playing well, playing well in the face of the bullshit that he had to deal with Diversity. last week, yeah. uh, is, was, was more impressive to me than anything else, because there was some relatively heinous shit that was said about him this past week by some, you know, by some fairly large voices, and, you know, the, I, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the, the narrative around Trey Lance, especially on a, on a national level. It just seems very, very misplaced. 
uh, and, and constant. And I just don't get it, but you know, that, that interception obviously was tough, uh, you know, and, and it, to me really, really cemented Purdy's performance. And then Lance and Darnold's performance really, to me cemented, we don't really need to talk about these quarterbacks anymore. This is Brock Purdy's team. He's Mm -hmm. QB one. And honestly, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to just not have to really talk about it anymore. Uh, and just know, listen, Purdy's going to be the starter week one. Let's move forward. I mean, it's it's kind of been that way, but you know, every once in a while, things will happen. You're like, oh, maybe you know, maybe Trey could do it. No, Trey's not. Trey can't get mm-hmm. QB one. Trey can get QB two, and I think he is QB two right now. Uh, but he's not getting QB one, and so we can kind of put that conversation to bed. And I'm grateful for that. But Trey Lance also showed in that game why so many people are high on him. Right, he had a couple of plays. That throw to Willie Sneed was an absolute. Dark. Oh, it was dark. That yeah. that oh my god, that uh, that throw was beautiful. But even more than that, the throw to Tay Martin that Tay Martin dropped when mm. Lance stepped up in the pocket and then stepped to his left, started to scramble, but kept his eyes downfield. Saw Martin open, threw it right to him, hit him in the hands, and he dropped it. It wouldn't have mattered that there was a penalty. But still, it's it's those kind of plays where you're like, that's that is the tantalizing part of Trey Lance. That's that's the part that you dream on with him. And I still feel like he's getting better in the short game. So I really do think that there has been growth from Trey Lance this offseason, during camp, during preseason. And I think I genuinely believe it would be a mistake for them. And I I, I don't anticipate them getting getting rid of him. Um there are people on Twitter who have talked about Trey Lance is fighting for a roster spot. Stop it. Just stop it. They're not cutting Trey Lance. That would be a no, they're not million. That'd be a $14 million cap hit, uh, dead cap hit, which is 5 million more than, than his cap hit currently. They're not doing that. And I just don't see them trading him for a fourth round pick. That's not worth it. There's no reason to do that. Trey Lance I don't even know if they'd get a fourth team. round. I don't even know if they'd get a fourth round pick right now. And maybe they wouldn't. And so, again, there's no reason to trade him for nothing. You are not. Let me ask you this question. If you think Trey Lance is either A, going to get traded or B, going to get cut. And I'm not saying you. I'm saying the royal you, those people that believe. Mm. It's the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy has been lost to injury earlier in the season. Sam Darnold has played well, gotten to that point. Sam Darnold comes out, right? Are you more willing to say Brandon Allen is going to come in and lead that team to a win in that game or Trey Lance? And if your answer is Brandon Allen, then your issue is not that you think that Trey Lance is bad at football, because I promise you, Brandon Allen is not the answer. He's right. Right. right? There's something different there for you. So let's also put that to bed. Trey Lance is, is not going anywhere this season unless he's traded. And he's only going to be traded for something of value. And that is at worst a fourth round pick. And I just don't, I just don't see them doing that. Uh, So it was, like you said, great to see all three quarterbacks play well. And I think that was probably the biggest story from this game, but outside of the quarterbacks, I did want to kind of touch on uh, some stock up stock down guys. And so, you know, I'll give you a little bit of time. I'll start. Um, just to kind of think about guys that you felt had a good game and maybe brought their stock up uh, in terms of either making the roster or 
you know, improving their spot in the roster or whatever the case may be. And the first player that I wanted to highlight uh, in terms of stock up uh, really was Trey Lance because I don't think his stock could have been lower after last Raiders, after that game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And, and he really stepped up and played well. And, and I think that was important. Uh, again, that, that pass to Sneed and that pass to Martin, even though Martin dropped it, those two passes are, are passes that it, it's like, I, I love to joke. I, I suck at golf. I am terrible at it. Right. But every time I go golfing, I'll hit like one pure drive or I'll, I'll chip onto the green from, you know, 80 yards out. And it's like, Oh, well, I'm going to keep coming to play golf. Right. Cause golf is mm-hmm. fun. It's like, yeah, but you lost a dozen balls during that round. Right. And you scored in the hundreds, like you're not good. And it's like, yeah, but, but that feeling of that pure drive, right. It's the same exact thing with Trey Lance. It's that feeling as a fan, you watch that throw to, to Snead or you watch that throw to Martin and you're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what excited me about this kid. So I really appreciated uh, that again, in the face of adversity, he came out and he played arguably uh, his best preseason game to date and probably put on the best film that he's had this off season. So kudos to Trey Lance on that one. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from there. And he definitely had a really bounce back performance. We talked about it. I just think with him, like, I don't even know if it matters anymore to me. I, I, I'm not even paying attention to what's on the field. Not that I'm not paying attention to it, but I'm just paying attention more to what the 49ers are telling me with how they're treating him or using him or whatever. And to me, sure. it still screams Kyle doesn't have any interest in really developing him. And if they can get something for him, they're going to trade him. So, again, I'm not saying I agree with that. I don't. I think you made a great point where why wouldn't you keep Darnold and Lance? Because at some point you may need both of them and you would rather have both of them over Brandon Allen for sure. For sure. 100%. Um, so, I think, but again, I don't agree with that. But seeing what the Niners have done with Lance, that's still where I think it's headed. But we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. Stock up for me, Ronnie Bell. Yeah. One, because of what he does with the ball in his hands. Like he gets the ball in his hands and he's really good after the catch and he runs hard and he knocks people over. And he made two plays on the screen pass and a ball, which was another really good throw from Lance where mm-hmm. uh, Bell caught it intermediate and took it, whatever it was, 30 yards, whatever it was. Had a big game. Now, yep. So now <laughs> he's got to hang on to the ball, man. Yeah. Two ball, two balls that bounced off. Well, his face mask, I guess, and then off his hands in the last two games have resulted in interceptions. And he also yeah. fumbled in this game that got recovered by the Niners. Yeah. So, look, he is making the team. Danny Gray is going to miss the start of the season, at mm-hmm. least with the shoulder injury. Ray Ray McLeod is going to miss yep. the start of the season. Ronnie Bell is going to be on the team. And he looks like he could be a really good player if he can cut the miscues. Now, it's a rookie. Yeah. His first couple games, it, it may be a, we may not even remember this happened in three or four years because of the plays he's made. And I think if he can continue to make as long as he holds on to the ball, he can end up making the plays for the Niners this year. I don't think he's going to have 60 catches, but he can come in and maybe, you know, 10, 15, and, and maybe maybe break a few. I definitely the players were talking about him. He's been exciting mm-hmm. to watch. I don't think he's going to be a kick returner. That's, we'll get into my next stock down if you don't say it. But um, what, what he's done so far has been really exciting, especially for a later round pick. You know, I think what's interesting about Bell, he was my number two on, on my list. I have my notes app up. I was taking notes before the before the show. Ronnie Bell was number two for me. Um, and and I did point out in my notes, I wrote those through the hands misses in two weeks in a row are unacceptable. Yeah, uh, obviously. 
can't do that. But, you know, uh, Debo Samuel came out of the, the locker room yesterday on his way home and just walked by camera and just yelled Ronnie Bell. And that was it. That's all he said. Uh, and Shanahan, Shanahan had a, a conference call with, with reporters today and they did bring up Ronnie Bell and, and specifically that, that Ronnie Bell had said after the game, Debo Samuel has kind of taken him under his wing. And then you watch that stiff arm that absolutely put that DB into the dirt. And you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense that Debo's mentoring this guy. Uh, you know, he's he's another one in the long line of of the Yak Bros with Kittle and Ayuk and Debo and Juwan Jennings and and, th- and the other that's thing awesome about, to hear. Yeah, because the other thing about Debo's Ronnie leadership is he, he has gotten yeah, and Debo's leadership has gotten questioned in the past. So I didn't even yeah. realize that. So that that's really yeah. cool to hear these take him under his wing. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know, Ronnie Bell said it is just kind of like a big brother type type relationship. And I'm like, sweet, you know, obviously yeah, that's awesome. Learn from learn from the best yak guy in the business. You gotta love it. And and Bell even said that he was not he was he was upset with his yak performance last year in Michigan, and he attributed it to coming off of an ACL tear from the previous season. So, you know, I think I think largely Bell was available in the seventh round because his senior year was not as good as his previous two seasons, mm-hmm. which, you know, had him in mid round discussions as a, as a wide receiver. Then he tore his ACL as a junior and came back as a senior and didn't quite play as well. So again, could be another late round steal for the 49ers uh, because when he gets the ball in his hands, he's, he's pretty dynamic. So excited for that. Uh, another stock up I had was Cameron Latu uh, specifically because he caught the balls that came to him, which he hasn't been doing a lot. <laughs> in this in this preseason in this camp so hey that automatically is going to bring your stock up and he caught that touchdown from trey lance so you know obviously latu is going to make this team he's a third round pick which you know i don't maybe maybe the 49ers you know cut a deal with the football gods when they drafted fred warner in the third round in 2018 and the football gods were like so listen we'll get you fred warner uh but you're not gonna have uh and anybody else in the third round for the next like six years Forever. and you're going to have to, and you're going to have to life. like it. And, and maybe that's a good deal. I'm not sure, but uh, Cameron Latu is a third rounder has been really disappointing, but he's going to make this team simply because of his draft status. So good to see him uh, catch the balls that came to him. And uh, you know, like I said, after his, after the way that camp has gone and that Raiders game, uh, Hey, couldn't really get any lower. And so just by catching those balls, stock up for me. So my next one, I guess, is kind of a stock up, stock down, and I'll explain it. Stock up is Ambry Thomas, who continues to, who was an afterthought yes. last year and continues to just play really good football. He had great coverage on, uh, it was the first quarter on Jerry Judy on a throw to the end zone from Russell Wilson. Yep. And what he, hidden stepping up has allowed the 49ers to do, move Lenore inside to nickel because stock down Isaiah Oliver yeah. He's having an awful camp. And he was he was a Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes guy coming in. Mm-hmm. So Steve Wilkes liked him. And I liked him too coming in. But he's yeah. had a, a terrible camp. And another guy, Marcus Hartfield, who was a uh, hard felt whatever his name is. Miles. My, Miles Hartfield. Sorry. I'm so yeah. bad with names. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Miles yeah, no worries. Um he's a, he's who, looking like a nobody. Looked terrible. Another kind of Steve yeah. Wilkes guy. So to have somebody like like Thomas who, who's coming in and stepping up. He's making up for some of these other disappointments that they have in the secondary. And they're still going to have a nice secondary with Ward and Lenore. And it looks like Thomas and hopefully Daryl Luter can get back out there 
um, Sam Womack. Hopefully they'll have some nice corners there. But Thomas stepping up, I didn't expect it. So it's been really cool yeah. to see. And if he ends up being a starting cornerback this year, I don't think anybody had that on the bingo card. No. Yeah. And good for Thomas. And, and, uh, I, Isaiah Oliver was, was one of mine stocked down. And all I said was when the coach is still experimenting with lineups, trying to find the best three, that means you haven't solidified the job you were brought in for. And that's really where we're at right now. You know, and you're not, I was excited about Oliver. You were excited about Oliver. Nate Tice of the athletic football show has talked a lot about how excited he was for Isaiah mm -hmm. Oliver and his fit in this defense. So I, I don't think, I, I don't think we were alone in that. Um, and, and there are quite a few people who were, so, you know, I, you also have to, you got to take a step back and be like, it, it's a new, it, it's a new team, a new scheme, right? Uh, probably very similar to schemes that he's run in the past, but you still got to get, you know, you still got to get your feet wet and get used to it. So hopefully Isaiah Oliver will, will kind of find his footing and, and, and cement himself in that job so that, uh, Demo can stay outside. And, and then, you know, because, if if he isn't stepping up, then that means that that depth, right, that you have with Thomas Luter, uh, Womack, right, you cut into it if one of those mm -hmm. guys has to step up to be a starter. Now all of a sudden you've cut into the depth that you thought that you had because one of the guys that you brought in isn't isn't living up to what you thought that he would. So hopefully for Oliver, um, you know he he will find his footing and 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 step up. Uh, I'm going to go with my next stock down and I'm going to use this opportunity uh, to just talk directly to Jake Moody. Uh, <laughs> and that's simply because this now, listen, Jake, and, and uh, hopefully uh, you're not offended by, by just using your first name, but Jake, listen, come close. I fought tooth and nail to support this pick that they made of you in the third round. I fought with my co-hosts. I fought with people online. I put my reputation out there to defend this pick. And you are really kind of kicking me in the balls right now with your performance last night and against the Raiders. Now, kudos for making the game-winning field goal. But you almost missed that one, too. That one was barely made. And that was a 20-yard field goal. So I need you to take this, take this opportunity to just take a breath, pull your head out of your ass and kick footballs like you are a third round pick, which means they, they have to go through the uprights when you do. I appreciate it. And I am still in your corner but but barely all right man, man so let's it, let's do this let's do this me jake. and you man me and you jake right or die, anybody, baby. here we go i don't know really saw this coming but my stock down was he's included in it I, it's the whole fucking special teams group to me man yeah, uh, what awful. schneider's group is doing even wishnowski is mm -hmm. duffing kicks off his foot and we can't make a field goal or everything has been an adventure with Moody, everything, which is scary as hell. Um, and then how many muff kicks have we seen already this early? And I'll yeah, tell you what, Brian, I tough. don't think, I don't think their returner is on their roster. I kind of feel like they're going to go. Might not be. Somebody. Might not I be. just, I just don't see there. There's enough 
there that that's worried me. You know, special teams will lose you games, man. They'll lose you games. And there's been enough there that's that's there's a lot in the preseason. You can kind of say, ah, it's preseason. These guys won't be around. The special teams for the Niners, a little, little bit scary right now. They 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 need to get that together. We've seen some recent Niners teams who were good who have had really poor special teams that have hurt them. And I'm I'm afraid the season's kind of headed that way. Yeah. And you know, another one that another surprise player in camp that people have had a lot of buzz about like, Hey, this guy might make the squad was Deshaun Jameson, the undrafted Mm -hmm. free agent corner out of Texas who still played well on the defensive side. Yeah. But one of the reasons why they thought he could make it was his return, uh, his return ability. And, and he muffed a punt uh, that the Broncos recovered Mm -hmm. uh, in this game. So yeah, uh, tough, tough go right now for for the special teams. But uh, hey, Brian Schneider spells his name with an I, so I believe in him, and I think he'll get this uh, <laughs> he'll get this worked out. Uh, but my last stock down, and I mentioned it earlier, uh, Ty Davis Price is an absolute liability in pass coverage, and that mm-hmm. is the quickest way to to keep your ass on the sideline uh, in on any NFL team, but especially Kyle Shanahan's uh, football team. So. Uh, I don't know what he needs to do to get better in that area, but he better do it quick or uh, he's going to find him uh, going the way of uh, Trey Sermon as well. Another failed third round pick at the running back position. Uh, Because like I said, that sack was a hundred percent on, on TDP because he, I mean, he literally whiffed at a, at a man that was twice like a hundred pounds heavier than him, there's no reason for you not to be able to get in get in his way. At least mm-hmm. slow him down, right? He it's like he dove at him and just it just just drove right by him. I'm like, what what are you what are you doing? Like he's right in front of you. How did you miss that? So yeah, TDP uh, was my final stock down. And I, I'm a little worried about the interior of the off backup offensive line. Yeah, the whole backup offensive line altogether. Uh, Brian Ballinger was really complimentary of Matt Pryor and thinks mm-hmm. he, he had a solid game that. and can end up being a good a good right tackle. And, you know, we respect Baldy. But some of just the penalties and the bad block, you know, Nick Sakal has not been good. Definitely if one of those guys go down, it's it's worrisome. You know you need Trent Williams, obviously. He's the best tackle in the game. Obviously, yes. you would be hurt if you didn't have him. But even these other guys – any of them go down, it's, it's going to get scary quickly. It, it really For is. Sure. Um, For sure. And you mentioned, you know, how many quarterback injuries we've had. We can't be having these guys getting killed. So that's a concern for me. You know, Feliciano's a vet. Maybe he can step in there and be good if he's got to play any of the interior positions. But the depth right now is, is this is not as deep as a 49ers team as we've seen. They're top heavy, and that's fine because their top is ridiculous. But yes. if some of those guys go down, you know, there's you don't have the El Shires coming in anymore those type of players i don't i don't think so there's there could yeah. be now there's got you know you just mentioned linebackers i love Jalen graham that's just that's a stock up for me he, he's a great but um overall this depth on this team it's, it's a little bit scary to me yeah d winners has looked good as well and so yeah. has marcelino mccrary ball i i i don't think this is going to happen but i legitimately would not be shocked if graham marcelino mccrary ball and d winters all made the squad meaning that uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls and Oren Burks don't make it. So that's how well they've been playing now, whether that happens or not crazy. I don't know, but yeah, they've, they have a, they are, they are 
absolutely bursting at the seams with quality linebackers, which is a good problem yeah. to have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the defensive line, I thought, played better in this game overall, which which was good to see. Um, yeah. But, you know, let's be sad, man. I, it's it's interesting that you brought up losing at Pittsburgh because I've been thinking about this game a lot. I still mm-hmm. see them winning the game. I'm assuming Nick Bose is on the field with me saying that. But I think <laughs> it's just going to be, again, I think they're going to get punched in the face. And I think they're going to punch yeah. back. I think I think they're both going to – it's going to be a really physical game. But it could be a game – I mentioned this in the last show where Purdy's got two picks and Pickett has two picks. Steelers yeah. were tied for the league league with the Niners with interceptions with 20 last year, and that was with, without T.J. Watt for most of the season. For really good defense, you're going to Pittsburgh. It's 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 going to be a difficult game. So the, the Niners, these mistakes and that we're seeing in, in special teams and, and missed kicks and everything else, they got to clean this shit up because yeah. week one's coming fast. And it's going to be a tough game. Coming fast. You know what else is coming fast? The third preseason game this Friday. Friday already, holy, yeah. And then that's it. Cow. And then we got to sit around it. and wait yep. for two weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Then we get to then we get to put out content on roster predictions. Yes. And probably talk about the same shit over and over and over again. God, I can't wait yeah. for real games. Oh my god, I can't wait for real I'm, games. I'm I'm excited for week one. Cannot wait. Cannot These wait. 21 days can't can't go fast enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll take it. Yeah. So all right, Brian. I think I think we did it. I, I I think we've done our job. I think so. All right. For Brian, I'm Al. Later. Nine is on three. One, two, three. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.